Welcome into the Touchdown Rundown, folks. We're going to go over our NFL win totals presented by Caesar Sportsbooks. Today, we're going to quickly do that for all 32 teams, just react to every single number. The, the graphic is in the episode, so if you're on Colin, you can see that. And I'll tweet it out later so you guys can see that on our on our Touchdown Rundown at Touchdown Rundown Colin Twitter. But let's let's just get right to it. So, Tony, what division do you want to start with? Uh, you want to just go top to bottom? Yeah. Okay, so the first division is the AFC North, where the Bengals are 9.5 wins, the Ravens are 9.5 wins, the Browns are 9.5 wins, and the Steelers are 7.5 wins. So I guess best way to start, how do we feel about the Bengals at 9.5 wins? I actually kind of like that one. I think that one might be the most accurate one on here. Mm-hmm. I, I, Would you go I think over that, or under? Ooh. If anything, I'm going to bet over, but I don't think it'll be by much. I don't think this is a 12-win team. I think optimistically, very optimistically, this is an 11-win team. So I think over, I if they do if they do worse than 8, if they do worse than 8-9, I would be surprised. At 9.5, I'm going to take the under. Because this season where they won the division, they went 10-7. and seven. So that division right. is going to be very competitive. It's only going to get better, I would think, with the addition of Deshaun Watson to the, the Cleveland Browns and a healthy Baltimore Ravens team. So I'm actually going to take the under. Take the un- I Division-wise, I do think it's going to get more difficult. But I think outside of the division, this team has kind of gotten itself together a little bit. Granted, it did mostly happen in the playoffs, so... You know, what happens in the playoffs towards the end of one year? Who can say if that'll carry over to the beginning of another year? But based off of the team that we just kind of looked at, I don't think that they're going to, you know, end the world, go 17-0 or anything. But I could realistically see them do, I think, 10 wins is very doable for this team. I don't think they're going to be, you know, Super Bowl caliber next year. uh, But I do think that they are 10 wins good. I do think it makes it... Um, you know, like I do think that they have gotten significantly better, but again, they only went ten and seven last year, and because they finished as the champion of the division, they're going to have a harder schedule by default. Whereas I believe they benefited from a relatively easier schedule. Right. Yeah, they did, but you know, you got to remember ten and seven, but they were also what one win away for where they were they were a field goal away like six times against the Packers that I can recall just off the top of my head. Like, there was a couple games in there where they kind of showed some grit a little bit and were really, really really close, and that kind of, you know, went on and off throughout the year. But I think that they Mm -hmm. kind of figured some stuff out towards the end there. I think they're, you know, Joey Burrow has now had a full year of, as you know, as healthy as you can be in the NFL as a quarterback, I guess. Um, He had a full year where he was really able to play. Jamar Chase is going into a second year. The receiving core that they have there is absolutely phenomenal. If they can stay healthy, they're going to be great. The O-line got better. Still not great, but better. There's a lot of upside to this team. Okay, so hold on. So what if I told you what strength of schedule ranking would be enough to make you maybe take the under? Take the under? Mm. Yeah. (sighs) Is is it top five? Strength of schedule is a tough one for me because I can never really tell how a team's going to do from one year to another, especially after, you know, uh, how crazy the offseason has been. I would say... No, it's definitely not a one-to-one indicator for sure, but, like, I think that it's telling, like, that the Steelers had one of the hardest strength of... had one of the highest strength of schedules this season, and they were not a particular... like, they did not have a particularly good record. Yeah. I think top five would be... top five would be fair to scare me. Their third... Their third, yeah. I wanted to set you up. I wanted to exceed the expectations. Actually, they have the third hardest schedule in the NFL now. It's like basically a tie between them and the Buccaneers. They were like point zero zero one harder. So they have somebody tied. They have two ties in their opponents' records versus Tampa Bay only having one. But still, like that's it's not nothing. It's not nothing. You're right. That is that is definitely something. That does scare me a little, a little bit. Pause. Yeah, I I guess here's what I would say on that. I'm still going to take the over, but mm-hmm. I think that my prior statement of I could see this team winning 12 games, 
I think I will knock that back to I could see this team winning 11. They're a bit double-digit win I'm gonna, team for sure. Yeah, I definitely think that they, they have the potential to go 10-7 and seven again. All they, all they really need to do is what they did this year. And that they'll they'll you know technically hit the over of nine and a half. So I think that optimistically this is an eleven win team. In a you know crazy world, this is a twelve win team. But I can comfortably see them getting to ten wins and just you know get in there. I just feel like Super Bowl hangover slash regression of the mean slash the division gets harder and your overall schedule got dramatically harder. I just I feel really comfortable. Maybe. Maybe not comfortable. I don't like betting against the Bengals anymore. It doesn't feel like it's as fun to do. But I feel like it's the safer option. It's really close. I think this. when we look back at this, as we always do and look back at our prior take, I think that we might have started with the most difficult team. Yeah, really. But I think the Bengals are tough one to judge. Well, so if I, how about this? I'm going to bring in their strength of schedule where it ranked last year before we kicked off the season. Where okay. do you think it was? I think last year they really, it had to have been like, a, I'm going to guess 23. Sixth. Sixth? Sixth. Sixth hardest? Yeah, technically tied with for sixth. Wow, it was six, really? Yeah, I actually, I didn't know that before doing a little bit of prep, and I was just like, eh, you know, like, I mean, it's don't get me wrong, it's an increase, I guess it's not that much of an increase, but when you look at some other games where kind of margin, like the margin of victory was kind of razor thin on a handful of games, it's enough for me to say, you know, you're probably not going to win all of those those closer possession games. Yeah, that is really surprising. I would have thought, because, you know, obviously not this past year, but the year before, Joey Burrow got hurt, and, you know, that, that whole team was a nightmare. So they finished really poorly. They weren't, like, you know, no wins or anything, but they were nowhere near as good as they were this year. I am very surprised that they are that high. I think that, if anything, that adds to, I might push them back to a 12-win team again. Uh, maybe you take the over. All right, let's move on. Um, okay, so the next team is the Ravens. Again, they sit at nine and a half. So this season, a little bit of an underwhelming one, but they finished at eight and nine. Worse than the division, interestingly enough, but eight and nine. So it was not a. It was a disappointing season, but it was a very injury-filled season for the Ravens. Right. Yeah, uh, something interesting about the Ravens is with how injured they were. They were the worst team by record in the division. They actually only had a negative five point differential. So they were fairly consistent, but it was just enough where they had enough like close games where they were able to go, you know, kind of fall to eight, nine. So I think that next season, if they come back at that, you know, who knows, maybe a couple of those games that are really close flip back in their favor. Uh, and all they need yeah, is Lamar two. Lamar again. Come, yeah, if they come back and 8-9 becomes 10-7 and seven off of a two-game flip, suddenly they are now leading the division. So it, this is such a close division. I think 9.5 wins. Are you going over? This is another tough one. I think mm. I'm actually going to go under. Frankly, I don't think Lamar getting injured really did all that much. I think his backup was just pretty much did what he would do, honestly. I really don't think Lamar adds that much value to the team than, than what that backup did. All right, so I'm going to trot out the strength of schedules again because this actually made me take want to take the over for the Ravens. So last season, the Ravens had the second-hardest strength of schedule in the NFL, only behind the Pittsburgh Steelers. This okay. season, they're 23rd. 23rd? Hey, that was my guess for the last one. Dang it, I should have saved it. Okay. <laughs> that is... Now we get into the part of this where it's really hard to figure out are they going to win because they're a good team, or are they going to win because they're playing bad teams? Well, this they if they went. My thing is like you know if they were, you know if they were eight nine, which is a game and a half shy of the total, with the second hardest strength of schedule, injured all over the team. I'm gonna say, put easily tack on two games, and I'm gonna take the over. I could see both ways. I think I'm gonna stick with the under for now. Yeah, I think you kind of have to have one of those teams over, one of those teams under, just because yeah, they both gonna you know, are going to be playing the same division. So, yeah. 
All right, let's move on to the next team. That would be the Cleveland Browns, and that's 9.5. So this one is interesting, not because I think strength of schedule is only going to get you so far with the Browns, because what really is going to matter is the suspension of Deshaun Watson, because like the, the longer it is, obviously, the harder it's going to be for them to get to that total. So I don't really know. It, it's hard for me to really tell how I feel about that without knowing the Deshaun Watson suspension. I think that I think that they're going to go over, honestly, regardless of the Deshaun uh, situation or whatnot. I do think, as of right now, Baker is still on the roster, so I don't know if they would actually like keep him and play him or if they're going to trade him, whatever. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But let's not forget that they did go 8-9 and nine with an, a heavily injured quarterback throughout most of the season. And it's not like, oh, okay, it was like, you know, Rodgers, where he's a top three, top two, whatever you want to have him quarterback in the league, and he got injured, so he's playing more like average quarterback. This is Baker Mayfield, who's I don't think is terrible, honestly. I think he's hovering around that top 12, top 10-ish range in the NFL, and he was playing really injured. So that dropped him significantly, and they still almost broke 500. So I think that they are more than capable with just a healthy, decent quarterback to go nine and go you know 10 wins. The trouble for me is that I don't know if Baker's going to play for the Browns. It's That's where it does get tough. Like, like I, think I, about I, it. Like, he, 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 I don't know if he'd play well, but I think he'd play. I mean, he's requesting out. He asked for a trade. They said, no, you can't have the trade, and then tried to trade him and can't really find anybody at the moment. He was like, oh, you know, the Panthers are kind of interesting, and... You know, he's rumored to be in the hunt for Charlotte. I mean, we had him going to the Colts, and, you know, he's still he's still on the Browns, unfortunately, because Browns is Browns. Um, so I'm going to have them going under because I don't think Baker's going to play, and if anything, Baker's a little, you know, maybe a little hamstringing their, their cap situation. So it's actually making them harder to win without him. If he plays, then I, I can see them going over. But between the suspension and the fact that I don't think Baker will play, I'm going under. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna stick with over. All right. So then, the last team in the division, Steelers, at seven point five. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take the hard under. Mitch isn't gonna do a <laughs> single good thing for that. Yeah, me too. I mean, they're not gonna. This is gonna be the year that that Tomlin finally loses the streak. Yeah. No, it's a hard under for sure. They're they're not finishing five hundred. I know they went. Nine seven and one and creeped in the playoffs. Those with Ben Roethlisberger and I, I'm not buying in on the Mitchell Trubisky's back train. That's a train I don't want to buy into. No. Nope. Okay. Next division, AFC South. So the Titans are nine and a half. Ooh, they really like nine and a half. They really do <laughs> um, love that number. Yeah, all wait, of these wait, are halves actually. Wait till you hear what the Colts have. Yeah, nine and a half, real shocker. <laughs> okay, so what's going to happen is one of these teams is going to have 10 wins and one of them is going to have nine wins. I'm taking the Colts to have 10 wins and the Titans to have nine wins. I actually think it's going to be a little bit different. I think one of them's going to have 10 wins and one of them's going to have 11 wins and they're both going to be over. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's totally possible. I just, I don't know, I guess, well, looking at the other teams, Jags under, right? At six and a yep. half, Jags are definitely right. under. Texans I'd be, I'd be at four and a half. You're breaking up, Tony? I'd be surprised if they hit half of that number. I, I don't think they'll... I think it'll be like five and 12 or something. I don't think they'll be atrocious, but they're not going to be great. They're still rebuilding. They're still the number one pick in the draft. Six and a half yeah. is asking a bit too much. Yeah, that's true. Texans, I could genuinely see them hitting the over, but I still want to bet the under. Yeah, I think this is this is a much easier division to me to kind of figure out than the AFC North, just because there is such a disparity between yeah. the top two There's teams two and the teams. bottom. <laughs> Whereas in the North, they're all like really close. So I think that honestly, we're going to see the Titans and the Colts are going to hit the over, and the Jags and the Texans are going to hit the under, and I really... I don't see much change in between them. Like, if we look at the, what the Chiefs did last year, and one a stat that I love to use is point differential. The Titans mm-hmm. were plus 65. The Colts yeah. were plus 86. The Texans were negative 172. And the Jaguars <laughs> were negative 204. 
That's got to be the worst in the NFL, right? I don't mean to put you on the spot. Negative 204. So there's the Jets at negative 194. Not there's the Jets at 158. The Panthers are negative 100 flat. You know what? We didn't get to 200. I'm proud of us. Yeah, there you go. The Jacksonville Jaguars were the only team in the NFL last season to get within, well, other than the Jets and the Jags, nobody else even got close to negative 200. The Jags actually broke it. Yeah, only team to break negative 200. That's really, it's a really good sign for the Jags. Yeah. If this were golf, so, they'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, they'd, be, they'd have a really good score. Yeah. They'd actually be good at something for once. Yeah. All right, so Titans, Colts, Overs. Uh, Jags, Texans, unders, um, and I'm picking the Colts to win this division. I'm mm, I'm going to take the Titans. This is such a weird flip. Cause I took the Colts last year, and you took the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I was right, though, so. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> now, now, I'm gonna, now we're flipping. Now I'm going to take the Colts, and you take the Titans. Or I'm going to take the Titans, and you take the Colts. We'll see what happens. I'll still be right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Bills are 11.5. The Patriots are 8.5. The Dolphins are also 8.5. Again, they really like these .5s, which you know that they're going to be like just 9 or 7. <laughs> it's just going to be no – it's going to be so close and you're going to be so sad because it's going to be a missed field goal. It's going to be the difference between a win and a loss. Um, and then, yeah, Jets finish it at 5.5. So this year the Bills would have actually hit the under. The Patriots – over the Dolphins, the over, and the Jets, very sadly, the under. Yep, I, st- I I think I like the Jets to the under. Yep, the definitely. I think our one lock of this division is going to be Jets under. I think we can confidently say that. It's like the they're going to go zero six against this division. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's no the sure. way. <laughs> These teams the, are always the good. Continue to do for the rest of the time. It seems like. You're really breaking up, Tony. I don't know if it's just me or it's on your end. Is that better? A little bit. It just it, it's coming in waves. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Jets are just such a mess. Yeah, they I are don't believe a, in Zach Wilson. No, I absolutely do. I I don't think that he's a franchise quarterback, but I think that at his best, he can kind of he's a bridge quarterback. Ugh, yeah, it's not that they drafted him for it too. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, so the Bills are the tricky one. They're you know so they went eleven and six this year. They have the they're like t- in a three way tie for twelfth hardest strength of schedule in in the NFL. But they were also tied for twenty third last year. I mean, and it's very obvious. Like, I, let's go to the point differential on them, Tony, because they blew out a bunch of really bad teams and looked really, really good at times. And they're actually one of the strongest teams by DVOA. But they, you know, if you look at how the teams they were playing, the teams they were playing were really bad. And they were just blowing them out. Right. Yeah. If we actually look at the point differential, it's kind of the. It's the exact inverse of the Jets. So if you remember, the Jets were negative 194. The Bills were plus 194. Yeah, I know that tracks. <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue with it. It makes perfect sense. So I really want to take the under just because the strength of schedule is going to matter. I believe that this is Josh Allen's cap hit year. He's gonna His contract is going to start ticking in a little bit. I, but like it's also the Bills, they're really good. I'm going to take the over, honestly. I think that Josh Allen is continuing to prove that he is an elite quarterback in the league, and I do think that this team, he has a solid team around him. I, I think that you know, 11.5 wins, I guess 12 wins to actually hit it, is not nothing, but given that it's you know a 17-game season now, it does afford you five losses, which is you know a decent number. I mean, if you're a great team, to lose five times is... I think it's very realistic for it's not like, you know, you lose it's not like the college, you know, you lose once and you're kind of just done. Five losses over a 17 game season, that's a fair number. I think that they can hit 12, maybe 13 wins this year. I don't know, it's just so hard. Like they finished 11 this year and I thought that they were probably going to get like at least 12 at multiple points in the season. So looking at some of their specific opponents, they play the Steelers, Browns, Titans, Packers, and Vikings, and then the Chiefs, Ravens, Bengals, Bears, Lions, Rams. So counting, we'll say they just, I almost want to say they split 
with the Dolphins and Patriots. So that's two. I'm going to say, what do you think about the Chiefs game? I think they have every everything they need to beat the Chiefs. Okay, so I, I the Browns won. Dep- but oh, sorry, you're you're cracking out again. I don't know how confident I am that they will beat the Chiefs, but I think that they can mm-hmm. do it. Okay, so the Browns. That one depends when it is in the season. Yeah, the Bengals. Asterisk next to it. Yeah, Bengals. I mean, who knows? The Bengals I mean, t- could totally do it. They could also totally regress. Who knows? They play the Packers. It feels like a loss. The Rams. I, I, it's enough. It's enough for me to to want to take the under right now, but like it could totally flip to the over. It's probably going to end up being about eleven and six again. It might be twelve and five, eleven and six. Like no matter which yeah. way it goes, it will be right at the line. Yeah, no, I think it's. I mean, that's why you know Vegas is no dummy, right? That's why they're still in business. Um, yeah. So, how about the Patriots and the Dolphins? Those felt surprisingly low, particularly the Patriots, considering the fact that they, you know, I know they got blown out in the playoffs, but both these teams made really monumental moves, and you know, this year, you know, I mean, excuse me, last year's record would have beat the total for this year. So, I'm kind of surprised to see at least the Patriots at eight point five. I think the thought process behind this is well, if we look at if we look at the Patriots, they were ten and seven last year. Okay, we have to consider that what they're probably considering in this, at the very least, ten and seven. Let's knock them a game on the Dolphins because we think that the Dolphins have gotten that much better that they could potentially beat the Patriots twice. If things yeah, but the Dolphins, the Dolphins did get that win. <laughs> they're still eight and five. Yes, but I mean the Dolphins—they split the Patriots this year, I think, right? I I believe so. I don't understand the Dolphins' total on this eight and a half with a team that just went nine and eight and then just got way better. That feels like an absolute steal. I might say the Dolphins Patriots are the... were swept by the Dolphins, actually. Interesting. Okay, so it, I guess it did fall right for them. I think that the Patriots could very easily get swept again. This Dolphins team is way better than they were at any point last year already. So I think the Dolphins are an absolute lock for the over. I think they're the most, like, they're the best lock. If you're going to pick any one team to take the over on, I think the Dolphins are the one to go with. I almost want to take the Patriots. I mean, I don't know, though, just because the Patriots, the Patriots were 10-7 and last year, so they were a game better last year. But I don't think that they've gotten a half. Yeah, but I don't think they've gotten crazy, like, better. But I think Mac particularly is going to get better with the addition of Devontae Parker, who came from the Dolphins. The right. Patriots, like, wide receiver room, kind of, like, re- just receiving room, period, kind of looks better. Give them a chance to really have another good draft, too. They're going to look a lot better. I just, I think you can take both of, since I took the Bills for the under, I'm going to take both of these teams for the over. I think they can at least both get nine wins. And the Jets being the under, too, so. Yeah, I... I'm gonna take. I'm actually gonna take Bills, Patriots, Dolphins all on the over. Jets on the under. Yeah, no. I guess if the Jets are bad enough, <laughs> yeah, I really like the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins could be a very sneaky AFC East champ this year. I believe so as well. I like. I like their new head coach a lot. Yeah. All right, so let's hop on over to the AFC West. We're making a really good time, Tony. I'm gonna be honest. If we, if you told me we'd finish a conference in 30 minutes, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. Um, okay, so the Chiefs have the the next highest total after the Bills at ten point five, and then the Broncos and the Chargers are both ten with the Raiders at eight point five. So this is probably the best division by the win totals, and arguably the closest division by the win totals. So how do you feel about this? I kind of don't like this one because I, I I understand where they're coming For from. Who? I don't like most of this, honestly. The I think Broncos. the Chiefs. I know I you're not a Broncos guy. <laughs> I'm. I kind of like the Broncos. The Broncos went seven and ten. Left. So the fact that they're at ten here, I don't know if I. I think I'm going to take the under, but I understand why they've been put there. The Chiefs are kind of weird because ten and a half. Well, they went twelve and five last year. They lost Tyreek Hill, but I don't think the law. I don't think losing Tyreek Hill really hurts this team all that much. To be perfectly honest with you. Oh. 
I really don't. I think I disagree. Well, okay, hold on. What was it up until it was after midseason even? Tyreek was having a lot of issues with having balls go through his hands and then be interceptions. He was a liability there for a while this past year. And he got it he got himself back together towards the end, all that, and everybody remembers, you know, the last thing about you, not the first thing, so there is that, but I really don't think that he's the loss of him is going to hurt this team that much. I think they have enough weapons and are deep enough where they have guys that can step up in his place. I don't know. I think it's just he's such a unique, dynamic threat. And now I think we're going to see teams key in a lot more on Kelsey. Like, you know, the, the Chiefs wide receiving core does not scare me in the way it did last year. Well, okay. And this is something, you know, this is a little bit of a hot take, whatever. Tyreek Hill is only special because of his speed. Like, let's just, let's just kind of be yeah, honest about it. But he's, he's fast really, in a way that no one else is in the NFL. No one else is now. There's going to be some crazy guys that come in. I don't know about this year, but in the coming years, and there are already guys that are pretty much right on his tail that are really, really he's, fast. He's so uniquely fast, and when coupled with Kelsey, the two are just so incredible. Like, uh, come on, listen to this. Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, McColl uh, Hardman. Are you? Come on, those three? No, you're not scared of that. I honestly, I'm I'm not not scared of that. I I think that is enough guys. Where, very meh. I mean, I don't know if it's that meh. MVS is fast. He's not Tyreek fast, but MVS is about I think a four. Well, mid four. I don't want to go. I don't want to go by just your raw forty time. I'd rather go by your in game speed. Well, okay. Well, let's see. Do we have Do we have that stat? I don't even know if that is a stat. I don't know if we have in-game speed. I'm just saying the fact that I've what I've seen with my own eyes and can't quantify is that Tyreek Hill is a step faster than everybody else. And so maybe it's like, oh, you know what? We got rid of him before he started to get slow and he wanted a massive contract. You know, when we, we got rid of him because he was a cap casualty. Fine. Like, that's, that's a decent enough reason. But I don't think you can say, well, we're going to be fine. We have Patrick Mahomes. Like, Patrick Mahomes... Now, we've talked about this before, Tony, like the, the link between receiver and quarterback is such a dependent one. It's really hard to you know, kind of begin decipher whose stats begin where. Okay. Well, what if I were to tell you this? Mm-hmm. So according to next-gen stats, I do have... I love next-gen stats. And I know you love next-gen stats. Let me read you this. Valdez Scantling recorded the second fastest speed of any ball carrier in the NFL last season. This was released in March of 2022, so this is, you know, very recent. Mm -hmm. That's faster than any speed clocked by Hill last season, and it's also the fastest speed clocked by receiver since 2019. The actual numbers, Valdez Scantling hit 22.09 miles per hour. Hill's top speed that he saw at all last year was 21.42. Who was the fastest? Was it Henry? It might have been. The, this you article not, only you not see it. The ones between them. Yeah, this one's just comparing MVS and Tyreek Hill. Gotcha. I mean, part of it for me is that I know Tyreek Hill is particularly fast, and I, you know, I've never seen MVS be that fast and that consistently fast, and it's. Tyreek Hill's ability to take the top off a defense that was what made him such a dynamic threat, where I just don't think they're going to be able to replace that with MVS. I I think they could because I do think that MVS is, he's developing well. And let's see, that 22... He's developing so well the Packers would have kept him. Well, I think that he was a cap casualty and then the Devontae thing happened. Like, I think that we should have brought him back, honestly. I think that we could have afforded to. I don't yeah. know why we... Honestly, I think the Chiefs got an absolute steal. And I think that MVS is becoming a much better actual route runner. I think he's fixed the problem with dropping balls. That 22.09 mile per hour uh, touchdown that he caught was actually on Xavier Woods. So it's not like he was on just some nobody. Yeah, I don't I don't buy it. I think that the Chiefs are going to miss Hill. I don't I don't think they're going to miss him that much. I think they are about 12 and 5 again this season. So I think they're going to hit the over. So that'd the be Bron- over. Yeah. The Broncos are a weird one. Cause I don't, I think they're going to be under, but I think barely under. 
the Chargers. I, I want to see. I think the Chargers be over. Broncos over Chargers push. Broncos over. I still think the Broncos are. I don't think Russell Wilson takes you from seven and ten to ten and seven. I don't. I don't think that he's worth three wins right now. I think that he's I think, worth. I think he a is. Lot this season, but I'm I still have yet to see Russ not fall apart in the back. Well, it's not just Russ; it's the fact that the Broncos have like a really good defense too, like that it, you know a defense that's really young and that's going to age particularly well. That's true. They do have a phenomenal defense, and there is definitely something to be said for that. But I don't think that just kind of swapping in Russell Wilson really makes you over that Teddy team. Bridgewater. Yeah, come on. I mean, they had Teddy games where they had Drew Locke. And those guys obviously are not Russell Wilson. But I don't think Russell Wilson is all that in the back half of the season. I don't think he's that. Well, it's. I don't think he's all that in the back half of the season. We've seen him have drop offs. But if maybe he plays his, his style a little bit differently, I could see the. I mean, come on. We, the, the Broncos head coaches is, is Hackett, right? Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive yep. coordinator. If you think. Huh? Yep, that's him. Yeah, I mean, come on. If you don't think that that guy's going to have a scheme for Russell Wilson, I think we might see a bit of a, a a little bit of rejuvenation of Russell Wilson's career. We'll see. I still have yet to see anything from him. I like Hackett. Those. I think I think Hackett is going to make the Broncos a bit of a, a much better offensive team. No, for not sure. Super Bowl. They're still they're still the second best team, and Russell Wilson's probably oh, this might be a hot take. Third best quarterback behind a young and hot Herbert. And I do mean that, like, statistically hot, though I'm not going to say he's not attractive. But I think that uh, Russell Wilson can be the second-best quarterback. Maybe he's not right now third-best quarterback, but probably, arguably, the second-best, de- the best defense, or at worst, second-best defense. Yeah, we'll have to see. But as of right now, I'm going to take the Broncos on the under, under 10. I think they're going to be at 9. Mm-hmm. Chargers. The Chargers are a bit of a tough one, 9 and 8. I think that they can they can make that push to ten, which would be a push. Yeah, which would be a push. So I think I think oh, I'm going to go with you <laughs> I, with you on the push for this, and then I'm the Raiders are easy for me because I'm just going to tank them. <laughs> I'm going to have them. Ooh, that eight and a half is a really hard one. Hmm, this is so hard because I don't know what their offense is going to look like. I don't think they get to seven wins. That's a take. I don't think I could see I, them at that, eight at worst. Raiders at seven and a half. I would take the under. Maybe like if you told me there's going to be some sort of colossal injury, but I think it's really hard. Because you also have the to Raiders were the Raiders were ten, and, but they also won like their first six games. They were they also the had, last. Like, they had the greatest malfunctioning front office ever true and they still performed through that but and let's go back to this stat that it doesn't correlate 100 percent, but it's there if you look at the point differentials for this division kansas city chiefs plus 116 los angeles chargers plus 15 denver broncos plus 13 las vegas raiders negative 65 they were overall terrible i don't know how they got to be one of the last undefeated teams but they really relied on that and hobbled in at ten and seven. All right, they have the seventh hardest strength of schedule, seventh highest, I should say. Mm. I I'm can see them. Not even a question for me. I wish it was nine. I'd just say push, cop out. Uh, I want to say over just because I don't know if I have both. If I have three double digit win teams, I think somebody's got to bite it. So I guess I'll say under two, but eight. Not seven or six, eight. Okay. I think I think I might throw out six, honestly. I think I'm gonna go with that. I think that's gonna be my hot take of this division. Raiders six wins. It is a hot take, and I think you're just bitterly lost Adams. Alright, let's move to the NFC North. We did the AFC in thirty six minutes. Let's see if we can do the NFC North in in twenty four. It'll take a little bit of a turbo speed for us. All right, so Packers eleven and a half, Vikings eight and a half, Bears six and a half, Lions six and a half. Good lord, give me the under on the Bears and Lions. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to take that as well. I don't. Think, that is don't not a tricky that, one. 
Mm. You know what? Hmm. Give me the under on the Bears. I'm taking the over on the Lions. That's a horrible mistake. I'm going to take it. It's not a joke. This is the first season where Jared Goff is being paid like above $30 million a year, I believe. Doesn't matter. Dan Campbell. Yes, it does. No, I doesn't I like Dan, Dan. I like Dan Campbell, but Dan Campbell's not getting that ragtag to seven. Nope, Dan Campbell. I believe in him. I'm right. taking him. Going seven right. win. Let's do it. You can have him. Okay, let's look at the Vikings and the Packers. This one's pretty easy for me. I'm taking the over on both of them, and I don't think it's that hot of a take. Oh, I kind of wanted to go under on the Vikings. I think that you know they got Kirk back, and I think that they had a little bit of a fluke year last year. I think that they can bring it back. I think that defense is going to get better because they had those. They've just had this really bad stretch of years for the past couple of years of really unlike them. I think they're going to bring back the defense just enough where they can they can get to that nine ten win range. So the Vikings had a top five difficulty strength of schedule last year, and this year they're dramatically lower. I believe they're 22nd. So, I mean, it's definitely uh, they're 20th. Uh, let me correct myself. The Packers are 22nd, which feels crazy. Um, I guess I'll I'll take the over, but it's like 9. I don't feel great about it. I don't think they're going to be double digits. Heck, they still might I, even miss the playoffs. At twenty at 20th, I think they can get to 10 or 11. Because I, I do uh, believe in Kirk. Big Kirk believer. Justin Jefferson is awesome. Dalvin Cook, awesome. I think that offense is going to be great, and that defense just needs to be average. Yeah, no, that's fair, but I'm just going to go to nine just because I I don't know how great I feel about it. Kirk's cap hit is pretty big this year, right? I, I don't know. It's, I'm not. It's okay. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna say over, even though I don't like it. If it was eight, I might. If it were nine, I might just push. And then Packers eleven and a half over. Give me the over on that. I think. As much as I think that they're going to miss Adams, I think the Packers are still going to run that division, and I think that Rodgers is going to have another solid season. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm still sticking with my take that not only are we not going to miss Adams, we're going to be better without him. With what receivers, dude? We'll have an episode on this later. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. But with what receivers will be my will be my first question when we do have that episode. All right, let's move to the NFC South. So Tom Brady's back. He's with Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator turned head coach, because Tom Brady ordered a hit on Bruce Arians as part of his return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's my hot take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. As Tom Brady ordered a hit on Arians, and that's the only reason Arians left. Yeah, leave in March. Bah humbug. <laughs> what? You broke up again. That's a heck of a take you got there, and I don't know if I hate it, honestly. I, I'm kind of in on it a little bit. Well, you just like it because it makes Tom Brady look like a bad dude. Well, that's because he is a bad dude. I don't think he's that bad a dude. I do think he, I do think you ordered a hit, and we'll do an explanation on this later. Um, so Tampa Bay is 11.5. I think I can see them going over again. I could see them going over, but it's going to be close. I'm more confident well, in over eleven and a half than I am in the Bucks going over at eleven. And a half. Yeah, I think that the Buccaneers are going to have. It'll be close. It'll be twelve. I don't think they're going to be like thirteen. I think the Packers are more likely to be thirteen than the Buccaneers are. Uh, thirteen, and I think the Buccaneers, if if they do get anywhere, they have the fourth hardest schedule in the NFL this year. So I think that's why it'll be more like twelve. But just because they play the Panthers and the Falcons twice is basically four guaranteed wins. Maybe they'll go zero and two against the Saints again. Who's who's to say with, with the new coach and Sean Payton? I could legitimately see them maybe finally getting a win. Tom Brady gets his first win against the New Orleans Saints in the regular season and book it. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I could definitely see it. Fifth times to try is that the is that the saying? Something like that. So I'll have the Buccaneers be over, but the Falcons are going to be a huge under. 5.5. Sorry, Chase. You're taking the under on the Falcons? Hmm. Marcus Mariota. Yes, who I don't hate. That's a sad signing. They, okay, this is, this is where it gets a little weird for me. Because the Falcons went 7-10 and 10 with a point differential of negative 146. So they can... They can 
I'm not going to say find success, but they can find seven wins with a really bad offense. And well, they don't even really have bad. Calvin Ridley this year. That's true. They don't have Calvin Ridley. They don't have Matt Ryan. They do have Marcus Mariota, though. Kyle I Pitts don't... is one receiving touchdown. Yep. I mean, he really did replace Julio Jones. On of yards and no touchdown. Um, I think I don't think Marcus Mariota is better than Matt Ryan. I don't think that they're equivalent. Obviously. But I do think that they can crack five and a half wins. I think it might be six. Give me the under. It, at best, they do five. At best, they do five. I'm going to take the over, but barely. And that's a, that's probably that's you know let's look. That's my the hot riskier take. of the options. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely my hot take of this division. But we'll see how it ages. I I, I believe in them enough to get to six wins. Mm. How about the Panthers? You believe in them to get to six wins? <sighs> they went five and twelve last year. I do. I think that they are going to hit the over. I don't even think Both they push. I just think they straight go over. Give me the under. You're taking the under on the Panthers. So I just think that this team. I I think that the defense is going to get better. I think that if if they can just get some O line pieces and they can get healthy CMC for a year, I think that they can push seven wins. Well, they have the pieces through free agency, so I like the direction they're trending on that front. I just don't like the quarterback they have. I'm not blaming the quarterback. I'm blaming the O line play and the lack of CMC and the. You know, I'm blaming the all of them, all of it, everything. I'm blaming the whole well, thing. I'd like I like to see I like to see quarterbacks last at least two years. I will attribute one years of failure to learning a new system and getting adjusted to a new team. It's that second year you really have to prove yourself. So I think I'm gonna trust him for one more year, not to, you know, win out, but just to do enough to hit the over here. Well, Sam Darnold, his cap hit is like what, twenty five million this year? I had a bad yeah, feeling about this one. It's not great, but I think that they can figure it out enough. Give me the under, especially if they get a rookie quarterback and he steals the job from Sam. This one might be a tough season again. Potentially. So, Are they on the table? From everything I've seen, they're at least looking, giving it a hard look. Okay. I think that's They're fair. sixth. I, but, you know, I can understand the thought process behind it, even though I disagree. Oh, I disagree mightily with it. I'm just saying that that's what's being reported. Yeah. No, that's fair. Oh, it's so much easier being a Tar Heels fan. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. All right, the Saints at seven and a half feel like a bargain for over. Nine and Come eight. On, this is your boy, Jabo. Jabo, you're right. I'm gonna take the over. I just had to give it a. Th- I had to give it a thought, but you're right. I can't. I can't not believe. Jabo. he's my guy. I think he's gonna a healthy, be a healthy Saints. A healthy Saints team is very easily 500. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, yeah, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking there for a second. I'm taking the... It's just Sean Payton. I think it's just a little bit of a yeah. first time that they've had a new coach I... in a while, so hesitate. We'll see. We shall. We shall see. Um, okay. The NFC East, the Cowboys are 10.5, Eagles 8.5, the Washington football team with Commander Wentz 7.5, and the New York Giants somehow are seven. This is a this is a little bit of an interesting division. I'm more. I think the biggest surprise is Giants at seven. What the heck? What are we thinking? Under. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna even if they're healthy. Under. under. Yeah, give me the under. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. Sorry. Yeah, I don't believe in any of those guys. I'm 100 percent taking the under in that one. The yeah, Saquon is. Saquon has never been the same. I don't think they have an offense. They probably don't have a defense. Just give me the under. Yeah, absolutely. I am also on that train of Saquon is not what he used to be and never will be. So how about the Cowboys at 10.5? That feels like a very hard one to figure out. I'm going to take the over, and I'm I'm not really that uncomfortable with it because I do think that they don't necessarily find a lot of success in the playoffs, and they're remembered a lot for that. But in the regular season, they are mostly a very solid team. Mm-hmm. So what if I told you last season they had the 31st easiest schedule in the NFL? I mean, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Yeah, one team, the Eagles, had a harder schedule than them. Had an easier schedule than them? Uh, excuse me, yes, had an easier schedule. Okay. 
what are they what are they going to have this year? They're 31st. So they're just sitting right there again. Yeah, so the 29th team, the New York Giants, the 30th team, the Philadelphia Eagles, the 31st team, the Dallas Cowboys, and tied for 31st, the Washington Commanders. Wow, they're really just giving a pity party to the NFC East. I feel like the Giants are going to have the the hardest schedule. It should tell you that they're going to be the worst team in that division yet again. Yeah, no, that's pretty that's pretty embarrassing. So, what do you I don't know. I guess I'll take the Cowboys going over because they have such an easy schedule even if it's like 11. Yeah, I'm also going to take them on that as well. Uh, and let me go ahead and see if I can proof this real quick, but I might have a stat for you. I do. Okay, go I ahead. Do have a stat. Last year, the Dallas Cowboys scored the most points of any team in the NFL. They had the second highest point differential at 172, only behind the Bills at 194. So they were a powerhouse last year. If only they'd kneeled. If only they had kneeled. That is true. I also want to say that I don't think Zeke is the answer. I think you should trade him, and I think you should give your – at the very least, you should give your first-team reps to Tony Pollard. That might be a hot take, but I believe in Tony Pollard more than I believe in Zeke. I don't think it's a hot I – don't, I don't think it's that hot a take. At least it feel like it's felt like something we've been saying for the back half of the season at the very least. Yeah, I hope it's not All a right. hot take. So how about the Eagles? Eagles and the, and the Commanders. Eagles and the Commanders. This is where it gets tough. I think I'm going to take the over on the Eagles because I think they're mm-hmm. an under team. The Commanders, though. You can take the over on both of them. On both of them. On both teams. Both the Eagles and the Commanders. I don't know if you can. You can I don't realistically. Because so. honestly, I don't think. I don't think Wentz is that big of an upgrade. Mm-hmm. And they went seven and ten. I don't think that they. I don't think that they suddenly get. Although I do, I guess it really depends on how that defense shows up because they were like the story of those first couple weeks. They were supposed to be great, then they were terrible. So we don't really know how they're going to come out this year. They could come out and be that defense that we expected them to be last year. But I don't want to bet on that happening. So I think I'm going to take under. You know what? I'll go under too. I really don't like having to put my hand my the my credibility in the hands of Carson Wentz because he'll probably just throw it forward into the hands of a defender. More than likely. Shovel pass it into <laughs> being an interception. Very <sighs> I guess the Eagles can have the over just because they have a really easy schedule. Yeah, and I do think that I think Jalen Hurts is not a bad quarterback. He gets kind of a lot of bad rep. People don't really respect him all that much, but I think that he is a very respectable quarterback in the league. I think that this that team can definitely break, you know, nine wins. Mm-hmm. What I'd really like the Eagles to do is trade Gardner Minshew to the Panthers. Oh, I'm sure you'd love that. Yeah, no, that'd be great. He's a bargain. Um, okay, let's move to the NFC West. And mid- wow, we'll be done inside of an hour. That's impressive for us. Okay, <laughs> Rams at ten point five. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, they have the hardest schedule in the NFL, but I, too, will probably take the over here. Yeah. I think that they're they going the... to be really screwed in a couple years, maybe not even a couple, but as of right now, I think they got one more year of being a great team in them. Agreed, yeah. And I think that with Seattle being such a non-factor, it probably made their lives a little bit easier because Seattle at six wins under. Under for sure. Unless they get Baker. I know they've been kind of linked to Baker just because like they're the only team that's really quarterback needy that's not the Panthers, and the Panthers aren't that interested in Baker. Yeah, that, that's true. If they get Baker, I do think that I would I – would, I, I might push if they get if they get Baker. That says a lot about how bad the Seahawks are. <laughs> yeah. um, the 49ers at 10. I'm going to push – I'm pushing because we don't know what Jimmy G and Trey Lance are going to be like together. That's like, who's true. going to be starting? How much reps they're each going to be getting? You know, if Jimmy G plays the first three games and is horrible, and then Lance steps in and inherits an zero and three record and takes him on a run, like it's it's very hard. That is a good point. I think I'm going to push as well. I'm going to take the safe route. 
Yeah, and then the Cardinals at nine. Hottest under. team in the NFL until they weren't. Yep, the under. the under. Yep. Oof. I'm going to push. Maybe it's the lame thing to do, but I'm going to push. I'm going to take the under just because I don't. I, it's kind of like it's kind of like Lamar Jackson. Once one team figures you out, the league has figured you out, and you better come <laughs> up with something. Murray just needs to be healthy. Like I think that was the biggest thing is that he just wasn't 100%. Well, yeah, but I mean, they lost that Packers game. Everything kind of spiraled downhill. Yes, Kyler wasn't 100%, but I think that they just, it was just once one team figures you out, they've all figured you out, and then it's just kind of the end of it from there. I don't know. I think that, I think it's, I think, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. The air raid just feels very limited. It's going to be up to the Cardinals to, to readjust this year. Yeah, I think nine wins is doable, but for me, it's optimistic. So I'm going to stick with the other. What was their record this year? Their record this year was 11-6. and six. Push. You're going to go with the push? Okay, that's a, that's a fair play. I'm going to go with the push just because I think that... I know they were. I know they started really hot, and the fact that they went 7-0 and and then ended 11-6 is probably a little telling, but I also think that it's telling that their first loss came in a game where Kyler Murray did get injured. You know, if, if it, right at the end, you know, he was injured, and then after that, that's when they kind of had that fall off, so. Yeah, no, that's true. We'll see how it goes, but I'm going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Pat McAfee for being in WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, huge. <laughs> We love following. <laughs> yeah, I just got a notification, and he just—I think he just did something impressive. I don't—I don't follow wrestling at all. I'm not going to pretend to, but he's standing really happy in a black tank top. So, good for him. Yeah, I don't follow it either, <laughs> but I follow him. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoy this. Make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, and re-review. All that good stuff that helps us out. Uh, don't unsubscribe and then forget to resubscribe because that does not help us out. Um, and make sure you come hang out with us and call in when we get back to doing some of our more regular daytime shows. But thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, guys.